Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Stock markets linked to China soared yesterday after the mood music appeared to signal that China might relax its zero COVID-19 policy, which has seen whole cities continue to be locked down almost two years after the virus first emerged and despite the presence of vaccines. It follows a week of unprecedented protests by citizens in a country not famed for its tolerance of criticism. I spoke to Eva Shen from the Eurasia Group think tank about what was going on in China and what it might mean for the world's second largest economy. So in terms of China's zero COVID policy, I think right now is a critical moment, if you will, is um, I think the evolution of the policies is at a critical junct- uh, juncture. And I think situation on the ground is changing daily. So let's go back a little bit to November 11th, when um, the National Health Commission released its 20 measures, which were designed to optimize the implementation of the zero COVID policy. But by no means, it was designed to completely abandon the policy. That was not the intention. And so what's um, the sort of overall idea of the 20 measures is that it shortened um, quarantine times for certain risk groups, and it also eliminated quarantine times for secondary contacts. And on the front of international travels, it has also loosened restrictions pertaining to that. And so basically a lot of tweaks on the margins and things like that. And after this central intention was released, I think on the local level, there was a lot of um, confusion in terms of implementation. Some local governments have rolled back uh, measures very quickly in terms of, you know, shutting down testing booths and things like that. But then, um, you know, other local governments have been approaching this kind of differently. And because of this inconsistency and this confusion of local execution on the ground, there has been a lot of public frustration building from from this confusion and also just from, you know, almost three years of very strict lockdown policies that have significantly disrupted people's lives. Yes, and I was very surprised to see people publicly protesting in China, given the the attitude of the government towards displaying dissent. Yes, for sure. So I think uh, the protests themselves are definitely uh, unprecedented, at least under um, Xi's term of office since he came to power in 2012. And um, so I think the central government did have an idea that the people were kind of frustrated about the policy, and that's why they rolled out the November 11th, 20 measures. But I don't think um, they expected the protest to be as um, geo- geographically expansive or as, um, you know, um, cut across multiple social groups as, as they did, because there were students participating in protests and there were also uh, workers from the Foxconn factory in Zhengzhou participating in protests as well. Um, so so this aspect of the protest is very unique. And as we all know, expressing dissent in China um, comes at a very high personal price. Um, and so I think it's it's very unexpected for, for us to see something like this. Now, let's focus a little bit, if we may, on the economy, because, of course, China is the second largest economy in the world. It is very important in the supply of products, uh, especially um, Western-designed products, but uh, Chinese-made products. 
What do you think the relaxation, if there is a relaxation in the zero COVID policy, what do you think that will mean for the Chinese economy? Yeah, so I think there is definitely a softening of zero COVID policy. I think the current government objective is no longer trying to bring the case count down to zero, but more of you know, keeping the case numbers, new new case numbers under a controllable range so that it doesn't strain the public health system. Um, and at the same time, sort of loosening um, a quarantine and lock, lockdown measures to avoid citywide lock, lockdown so that it can minimize the economic disruptions, you know, going into 2023. But there is this other side that I think um, this implementation path will not be as smooth as Beijing intended it to be. And that um, because there are still going to be lock, lock, lockdowns going on, and even though there they will be at a smaller scale, I think just by the fact that the lockdowns will still exist on a smaller scale, I think the disruptions to the supply chain will continue. And this will pose a considerable problem for China's economic growth going into 2023 as, you know, other kind of growth drivers have kind of running out of steam. Yeah, that's you. that brings me to this question is um, whether this loosening could spark a spurt in consumption or spending by people. But you're saying that probably is not going to be the case. I think that the recovery of domestic consumption will, def- will, will by no means be a very smooth and linear recovery that the central government intends it to be because, because of the frequent lock- lockdowns that people have experienced over the past two to three years. I think there is a sense of hesitancy among the public to, you know, um, go sort of full speed back into, you know, spending what they were spending pre pre pandemic levels because lock lockdowns, uh, you know, at a smaller scale will still exist going into 2023. And we think the significant loosening of that won't happen until, you know, you know, second quarter of 2023. Um, and so with the, these, disruption still ongoing, I think it will be very hard for everyday consumers in China to, um, you know, spend at a pre-pandemic level. Okay. Have you guys had the same issues with inflation that we have seen in Europe and North America? I think in China, the, the picture is slightly different because China has not deployed the sort of direct payment consumer stimulus as um, uh, countries in Europe and the U.S. have done. And so I think on that front, inflationary pressures are relatively low in China. And I think the government, um, a lot of, uh, in fact, a lot of prominent uh, economists in China have been calling for, you know, a direct a consumer stimulus going to the public as, you know, an effective way to re- to uh, recover the, the economy. But so far, Beijing has not sent any sort of sig- signal that it will actually, you know, deploy that kind of direct payment to um, consumers. That's Ava Shen from the Eurasia Group. Back. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.